What's up, people? How's it going, my dudes? Hold up, real quick, real quick. I am, all right. So we are set up and ready to go. The purpose of this live call is going to be four ways to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive. And you know, obviously that's just a title, so that way you guys are interested in the material, but what we're really gonna be talking about here is attraction and how to make girls attracted to you. And as if you've ever read my book or if you've seen my videos uh, thus far, if you've dived around in the content of my channel, then you already know that sexual tension is the key to not only making girls attracted to you, but making them, you know, leading the interaction wherever you wanna go. So whether that's, you know, getting her to make the first move on you, uh, hitting you up and becoming obsessed with you, that kind of thing. So that's what attraction and sexual tension will really fucking do for you. So obviously I'm just kind of rambling here, getting you guys excited for the call so that way guys can come up because obviously we we scheduled the call for today. I just saw a comment come in from Josh and I love you already, Josh. He said, great day, Chiefs game and Patrick J live stream. If you don't know, I'm a huge, huge Chiefs fan. I'm from Kansas City originally. So um, part of the reason why I came on about five minutes late is obviously because I'm Patrick James. Got to be a little bit fashionably late to the party. But I was also watching that Chiefs game. So Josh, if you don't mind, keep me posted with the score as we go on here because I don't have... I don't have the, the TV on to watch the Chiefs game. But some of you guys are probably wondering, why do I have a green owl? Well, uh, this is part of what we're going to be talking about here, man. Um, attraction, sexual tension. And, you know, obviously this, the title is to give you four ways to create sexual tension with women and get her turned on for you. Um, but honestly, man, I'm just going to over deliver here. I'm going to give you way more than four ways to create sexual tension. In fact, I'm not even going to count because I know it's going to be a lot more than four, if you know what I'm saying. But one of them, right, one of them is pattern interrupt. So why am I holding this green fucking huge owl thing to interrupt your pattern, man. The pattern interrupt, who here knows what a pattern interrupt is? If you if you know what a pattern interrupt is, comment with, with what you think it is, right? If not, just tell me, Patrick, tell us what a pattern interrupt is and tell us how you can use it to attract women. Um, but like I said, we're just waiting for guys to come on this call real quick. I can already see that you know, we just started like two minutes ago. We already got 20 likes on the video. That's what I'm talking about. My dudes, I'm so excited for this. Something different to get your attention. Hector, dude, Hector, I think you're from Kansas too, if I remember correctly. You've been following me for a while. Hector, um, so I will tell you guys what a pattern interrupt is. So what did this green owl do when you guys clicked on the video to join the call and you saw Patrick James holding the green owl? What did it do to you? It instantly got your attention. And what happens if you get someone's attention? Obviously, they're focused on you, right? They're obviously paying attention to you. And here's the downside is, okay, so Otaku World does not know what a pattern interrupt is. So a pattern interrupt is just a fancy word to, to describe something that instantly gets your attention. Because here's the thing, right? You are scrolling through YouTube and you're deciding what video to watch next. And until a video pops up, catches your attention and just stops you mid scroll, you're gonna keep scrolling, man. So to get your attention, to get you to click on something or for a girl, and I'll relate this back to attracting women, 
You gotta get someone's attention first. And how do you do that? You, you show them something that interrupts the pattern. You show them something that's so different in the moment that they have to stop and pay attention. It's almost like back in the day when Indians were living in America, and this is just how the story goes back in first grade, when you, if you ever learned about how we colonize America, right? The Indians are living in America, they're roasting their pigs and shit, and then all of a sudden they see this huge ship coming on the ocean and it's Christopher Columbus and all his peeps, they're discovering America and these Indians, they're so primitive, they've never seen a ship before. To them, it's like a UFO, it's an alien, right? So immediately, everybody starts paying t attention to the ship. What is this ship? What is it gonna do? Oh my God, I have no clue what that thing is, right? It interrupted their pattern. So when you're talking to women, if you can do things that aren't so outrageous, but at the same time, you're talking to her and you do something that's out of the norm. You interrupt her pattern in conversation. Now she's more focused on you. Now you immediately set yourself apart from any other guy who either approached her that day or talked to her that day or is already hitting her up on Facebook, Instagram, text message. Um, so, Philippe said, my man, I've been using a napkin flower for a while and this is that shit. Yeah, dude, crazy, it's been a while. Yeah, man, so, yeah, so basically, how would I use an interrupt uh, in conversation? Let me give you an example. So, uh, I'm just gonna throw this over that way. So that was a pattern interrupt. You didn't expect me to throw it, but I just fucking threw it, right? Um, so, in conversation, one of my favorite ways to interrupt a girl's pattern is obviously, so let's, get, let's do a few different scenarios, right? And, and here's the best part. This is, this is just advice I'm giving off the top of the dome that I had no intention to give. Um, because I'm waiting on guys to come on the call and get engaged with me and I'm, I'm wanting the engagement here, right? So I haven't even revealed to you the four ways that I planned on revealing, but this is one of them. So let's go over a few examples of how to interrupt patterns in conversation, right? So imagine this, you're out, you're approaching women at a bar and you know, obviously a bar, women get done up. The whole purpose of them going out is to potentially meet a guy and any girl who tells you she's at the club and she paints chemicals all up on her face and tells you that she's not there to meet anybody, she's straight up lying to you. She wants that male validation, but here's the thing. Every dude who doesn't have game, who isn't into dating vice, and even if he is, but he's just not that good at it yet, he's gonna approach that girl if he even has the balls to in the first place. But you know, most guys, they will at least some at some point um, somehow try to get her attention. If he goes up to her and talks to her, here's the natural progression of conversations. Hey, how's it going? What brings you here tonight? What's your name? What do you do? Who are you here with, right? These are natural questions that you ask in the first three to five minutes of conversation. And as you know, that's like interview mode. It's boring. It's platonic. It leads nowhere unless you change that shit up. So that's what her pat where the pattern interrupt comes in. So that's why I always recommend like if you're approaching women at a bar, don't start the conversation like by giving your name, right? Who who here watched my last video? I want to know. Just a quick question because this relates to what I'm talking about. Who here watched my last video that I just came out with called the Awkward Silence Destroyer Sequence? Who here watched that? Right? Say, give me a yes thumbs up, something, let me know if you watched it because it relates to what I'm talking about right now. All right, Josh watched it, Matthew watched it. That's awesome, guys, right? Yes, sir, DJ watched it. So that right there is a pattern interrupt for the first three to five minutes of conversation, right? So the whole point of the Awkward Silence Destroyer sequence is to start conversations in a way that she's not expecting, in a way that most guys won't. So what was the one tactic? Step one 
from the last video. Who, who here can recall this? I feel like I'm a teacher giving a pop quiz right now. Who here recalls step one from the awkward silence destroyer sequence? Always do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. Come in like no one else. Hell yeah, Hector. Yep, that's kind of the point, man. So Matthew, you watched it. All right, so what was step one of the awkward silence destroyer sequence? What was it? Come on guys, answer questions now because as you know, I haven't even mentioned this yet, I'm gonna be giving away $1,500 worth of raw dating advice products on this call. And for you to be one of the guys who wins, you gotta start answering questions, man, because uh, I'm basically gonna be answering, asking questions and whoever answers the question right is going to be one of those winners later on on this call. So get in the habit now of engaging and answering questions. So who here can tell me step one? I'm going to give you like five more seconds and I'm going to reveal it. All right. So three, two, one. Step one of the awkward silence destroyer sequence. Let me win. I'm supposed to be studying now. <laughs> Muhammad Musa. Yes. So the step one is to start the conversation with a light observation. Why do I say start the conversation with a light observation? But first, let me ask or let me, let me define what a light observation is. Light observation, it's, it's Josh, I'm watching on my other account now. Awesome, man, keep me posted on the Chiefs game, right? The whole reason why you start with a light observation is to essentially stand out from every other dude who approaches her, right? Most guys are not gonna start a conversation in a natural way if they're approaching a woman out in a social environment. And this could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be a bar or nightclub. It could be at the coffee shop. It could be at the grocery store. It could be in a parking lot. But if you start something with a light observation, it's a little bit different than the standard, hey, I came over here because I thought you were cute. Hey, um, you know, what's your name, right? Hey, can I buy you a drink? These are ways that most guys tend to start conversations, but when you come up and you go, hey, can I get your opinion on something real quick? You see that guy over there wearing the fedora? That right there is not, can I buy you a drink? That right there is not, um, what brings you here tonight? What's your name? It's something different. It interrupts her pattern. It immediately draws her attention into the conversation. And I feel like I'm just like pointing towards my cock right now, but no, I'm not. That's not the point of this. So it immediately draws her attention into the conversation to where now she's more emotionally invested into responding to you, interacting with you in conversation, right? So that's just step one of the awkward silence destroyer sequence. And the whole point of the awkward silence destroyer sequence, my last video I made is literally like stacking pattern interrupts on top of each other to the point where it leads to her, like almost like a funnel, it leads to her pattern interrupt, pattern interrupt, pattern interrupt. You're doing all these things that she's not expecting in conversation and they're lighthearted, right? They're innocent and they're natural for the, for any first time you meet a girl and it leads to her being attracted to you. So um, that's like a quick brief lesson in, in, in pattern interrupts. And honestly, man, you know, I'm gonna be talking about my book throughout the, the course of this video. Um, and this is not a sales pitch for my book, I promise you that. But you know, anything that really gets a girl's attention, makes her horny for you, right? Most of those things are pattern interrupts. Pattern interrupts, if you start to really understand and grasp what they are, they're literally using everything to influence and persuade anybody to do anything, right? Think about humor, right? What makes a good joke? It's always the twist at the end. It's the punchline. The punchline of any good joke is always something that is just unexpected. For example, if your Instagram bio says, you know, my name is Patrick James, I'm 28, I love long walks on the beach, dot, 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 preferably ones that end in blowjobs, right? And I'm not saying that's a good, you know, Instagram bio or Tinder bio, but 
you know, if I say I love long romantic walks on the beach, dot, 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 most people have heard that line before. They're expecting something. They're expecting a, a certain ending. But when you say dot, 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 preferably ones that end in blowjobs, it's unexpected. And immediately it gets a little get, giggle, a little laugh out of it. So a lot of the things that either are humor related, you can notice this with any comedian now that now that you know what it is, you can watch for it. Or if you just, you know, if you go through this book, you'll see hundreds, if not thousands of different ways to interrupt a girl's pattern, get her attention on you. That way you can influence her, persuade her, attract her, connect with her, do all of those things. But step one is always get her attention. Before you can attract a girl, you must get her attention first. And the way to do that is to interrupt her patterns. So he's teaching us stuff too. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, man. So that's kind of like a quick overview of pattern interrupts. But what's another one? Let me let me see. Let me test you guys. Let's let's engage in conversation here. What are some pattern interrupts that you can think of? And after you give me one or two of yours, I'll give you one another one of my favorite ways to interrupt a girl's pattern in the first, let's say, uh, three to five minutes conversations. All right. So what do you? What if you know her and you want to do a pattern interrupt? Great question, my man. Um, so before I answer this, I do want to say this. Obviously, the point of this call is for me to give you four ways to create sexual tension in a way that spikes her sex drive, that makes her attracted to you. So obviously, to answer your question real quick, and I'll come back. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off, and I'm gonna come back. So to answer your question, the four things I'm gonna reveal in this video are going to be for girls, whether you met her just now or you already know her. They're going to work, but. At the, on the same token, um, if you already know a girl, um, the way you interrupt her pattern, it doesn't always have to be in the beginning of the conversation. It can be, for example, let's say you and a girl already know each other and she's losing interest in you, right? And here's the best part. I'm just coaching right now. I'm not even talking about the topic of the video yet, right? If you and a girl already know each other, and you guys are interacting, you guys text every day, um, she, maybe she's your coworker, maybe she's a good friend of yours, there's somewhat of a vibe there, but you can't really tell if she likes you or not, but she's giving you enough signals to kinda imply that she might like you more than a friend, so you're just, you're exploring the chemistry there. So um, that, let's say that's the situation here. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you text her one day, and she doesn't text you back. And it kind of freaks you out. You don't know what to do. You don't know why she didn't text you back. Is she busy? Is she talking to some other guy? Is she mad at you for whatever reason? Maybe she thought you were boring for whatever reason. Maybe she's losing interest, right? So you guys already knew each other. You texted every day. The pattern here was you guys text back and forth. You guys were texting buddies, right? But you haven't slept with each other. You can't tell if she likes you yet. Then the one day you text her, she doesn't text you back. All day. You never hear from her. So you text her again three hours later. Nothing. All right? The next day, you text her, are you mad at me? What's going on? Are you okay? Let me know you're still alive, right? And you keep texting her, texting her, texting her. She's not responding. And then she comes on and she's got her red receipts on. And you can see, because if you have an iPhone, you know what a red receipt is. You can see that she read your text message and she still didn't respond. And now you're freaking out. Now you don't know what to think. Now you're messaging Patrick James to see, what do I do to get this girl to message me back? Does she like me? How do I respond, respond to her? How do I get her to want me, right? What she did, even though you guys knew each other, and this is answering your question, is interrupted your pattern. So a pattern is, it could be anything. It's something that you get used to. For example, someone farts, right? And you, the fart hits your nose and you go, whoa, what the fuck is that? Did you fart, dude? Right? That fart interrupted your pattern because you were going about your day and the fart interrupted your pattern. But what happens 
After a few minutes, your nose goes, okay, this fart is not gonna kill us, and then it forgets about it. It becomes a normal pattern inside the room, and you no longer are focused on it, right? So this is the way our world works. This is the way everything works, is we have patterns, and our brain is always looking for a pattern, and as soon as it can figure something out, as soon as it thinks it knows how one thing works, that's when it stops paying attention to the pattern, right? So, um, and then it just like focuses on the next thing. And then when something new comes in, interrupts the pattern, changes things up, that's when you're focused on it again, all right? So, you know, that's me holding a green fucking owl to start the video because you're used to coming on the videos and me saying, hey, what's going on, guys? Patrick James here, and in this video, I'm gonna talk about X, Y, Z, right? That's what you're used to. But when I'm holding this and I'm going, what's up, guys? I got my green owl here. It interrupts your pattern. It's a little bit different, and now you're focused on me, right? So that's just something to look out for and a, a way that if you really understand how to interrupt a girl's pattern, how to get her attention on you, then you'll start to really understand the inner workings of how to seduce women because it's everything, man. It is everything, all right? So, we got a lot of guys on here. So, who's excited for, for these four ways? Because these, these are ways that I don't talk about a whole lot. And I'm going to start off small and then we're going to work our way up to, to ways that I haven't necessarily elaborated on in this video on this channel yet, right? So, who's excited for this? If you can hear me clearly, because I got kind of elaborate setup here. I got my laptop and I got my computer, right? And I got my water bottle. Um, let me know if you can hear me, all right? Give me a bunch of different ways. I wanna see at least 10 different ways to say, yes, I can hear you, Patrick, right? It doesn't have to be yes, it can be roger that, it can be let's fucking go, right? Let me know by commenting. All right, I'm reading your text. Dark Chief, I'm, I'm counting on you to keep me posted on this Chiefs game. All right, uh, <laughs> this dude said, please get to the title subjects, it's 1 a.m. and I'm tired. All right, man, I will get going here in a second. Um, Otaku world, what if you know her and you want to do pattern interrupt? Just answer that question. Yes, please answer this. Label her with a cold read. Ooh, that's some advanced stuff right there, Hector. Um, Madoshiro, drop a subtle neg. Yes, negs. Negs are a good example of a pattern interrupt. All right, so let's get to the first way of how to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive. All right, so the first way that I wanna give you guys, and a lot of you guys, you've probably seen me make a video about this. Like I said, we're gonna start small, and we're gonna work our way up, is mastering the art of validate and invalidate. Validate and invalidate. So what is validate and what is invalidate? Can someone define those two terms for me so I can elaborate a little bit further? Let me know. What, do, what does it mean to validate a girl and what does it mean to invalidate a girl? What does that mean, guys? Come on, I'm waiting on your comments, let's go. I can wait here all day. I'm not seeing any comments coming in. What does validate mean? So validate is basically to compliment a girl, to, to uh, approve of her, right? To show her that you like her, to build rapport with her, to show her that you guys have something in common. Maybe she does something that she put effort into and then you compliment her on that one thing, right? It's validating her, it's making her ego feel good, right? This is good, this is the positive, this is the happy to seduction. Oh snap, now I got a lot of comments coming in all of a sudden, yeah. Uh, I must be a little bit behind on the comments because uh, I got like 30 comments coming in one second and for a second there you guys hadn't been coming in. So um, yeah, I must be a little bit behind. 
Yes, so validate is you're giving her power while in the, I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's good to validate, right? So this is why you gotta master the art of validating and invalidating, right? Because if you're validating a girl, yes, you, you need to have the positive happy things, but invalidate is when you don't, approve of her ego. You don't approve of something she did. You maybe tease her a little bit. You're doing anything that doesn't necessarily build rapport, but it breaks rapport. But here's the thing, you need both. You need to master the art of validating and invalidating. It's almost like a scale and you gotta find the right balance for you. And here's the thing, it's not the same for everybody. The way I break rapport with people and the way I build rapport with people will be 100% different than the way you build rapport with people. Why is this? And we can go deep and deep and deep into the psychology of this, right? But honestly, man, I think on the surface level for you right now, if you're wondering what's like the proper balance of validate and invalidate and how do I find the right balance for me, it really depends on a lot of different factors, right? So I'll give you a couple of examples. So. For, let's say for the average guy who is, let's say, and this is just for the sake of example, let's say he's not necessarily the best looking dude in the world, right? The way he has to balance breaking rapport with building rapport, validating a girl with invalidating a girl is gonna be different than the way I do it, right? I would consider myself a kind of a handsome dude, right? And I, I work on my beard, I work out a lot, I do a lot of things to make myself look healthy, right? So, um. I would say that the guy who doesn't necessarily have a lot of experience breaking rapport with women, if his whole demeanor is the super nice guy, the guy who gets friends on a lot, the guy who's like a woman's best friend, if that's the way women tend to know him and that's kind of his reputation, he would more benefit from transforming literally overnight to being the guy who can playfully tease a girl, who can neg a girl. I don't necessarily like to use the term neg because I'm, I think most guys don't speak in pickup artist language right if you can find playfully challenging lines that guy will benefit more than someone like me why is it because it goes back to the first thing I taught you guys pattern interrupts so if this guy's pattern is the fact that he's a super nice guy and that's his reputation and even his demeanor the way he looks at you he's just a friendly um, like soft man like he's a friendly guy and nobody can hate him right because he just looks so nice and, and cuddly and friendly, right? If that's his demeanor and that's his reputation and that's how women know him, especially the women that he's chased and gotten friend zoned by before, if he started breaking rapport with these girls, if he stopped being the nice guy, maybe on the surface he looks like that nice guy, but he started breaking rapport, he started teasing girls, he started challenging the fuck out of them, he would get a 100% different response that's positive and good because he's interrupting their pattern of what they already know him to be. However, for me, and this is just, you'll see the transformation. You'll go through different phases in your life. Self-amusement and challenge her all the way. Yes, Hector. Um, so here's the thing, man. Um, so that guy, uh, honestly, a lot of you, depending, it doesn't even matter if you look good or not. That was just an example. Um, a lot of guys will start there. They'll, be, they'll get a lot of results from breaking report, invalidating women, especially in that first three to five minutes of conversation or even with girls that you know, if you just subtly become, just overnight become the guy who can start challenging girls and teasing girls and has a few go-to lines in your back pocket if you don't necessarily have the gift of gab yet, you will benefit more from doing that. And when I started out, when I was starting like uh, technically a beginner at game, 
That's where I lived for a very long time. I had every playfully challenging line in the book. I knew how to cold read the shit out of girls. I knew how to challenge them. I knew how to tease them. I knew how to push them away and pull them back in. I had that mastered, right? And I got a lot of results because I was not that guy before. It was an, a pattern interrupt for everybody who knew me. However, I reached a point to where not only um, did my reputation come to be the guy who was that, so people were, were expecting it of me, but over time, I was starting to gain more confidence and it came through in my demeanor. It came through in the way I spoke, in the eye contact I had, and in my body language, in my actions, like macro actions, like who I wouldn't, would and wouldn't talk to, the things I would say yes to and the things I'd say no to. I just became a guy who was naturally attractive all around, 360 degrees all the way around. Obviously, because I consciously worked on it, but when I transitioned from the beginner guy who was breaking a lot of rapport, who had every playfully challenging line in the book, and I became this guy, I hit a plateau, right? Because initially, uh, hopefully I'm going left right here, but initially you start off, you know, you're the normal guy, you learn some playfully challenging lines, you, know, you learn how to invalidate women, right? You get instant results because you interrupt a girl's pattern. Right, But eventually, as that becomes your reputation, your persona, and your confidence grows, and it comes through in all of your nonverbal communication, subconsciously, it just comes through naturally, because you're starting to get good results with women, that's when you hit a plateau. And over time, you're, not gonna, you're gonna see a, a drop off in your results. You're not gonna get as many results as you would like. Why is that? Because now you're not interrupting people's patterns anymore. That's why, right? So for me, what happened when I hit that plateau, the way I busted through that sticking point, the way I got to the next level of my game was I had to stop invalidating women. In fact, I was a natural invalidator, right? Naturally, without using the lines, my persona would invalidate women because they saw me as higher status than them. I hate using that term, but they just, they saw me as out of their league simply because I had the pre-selection of women already around me. I had the cool friends around me. I looked like a dude who was confident. I carried myself and spoke with confidence and conviction. All the things I talk about in one of my programs, the magnetic personality formula, I had it so much that people could see it from the outside looking in to where when I talked to a girl, if I was making fun of her, challenging her, teasing her, she was already intimidated by me and by me invalidating her even more, she felt more insecure and actually did not want to be around me. I, just being around me and talking to me made her feel worse about herself. So at that point, I had to change my game up and become a guy who started validating girls more often because the rest of me already made them feel slightly insecure. Does that make sense? Right? So. Through your course of game, not only do you have to understand the concept of pattern interrupts, because you'll understand what's the pattern here? What does she think the pattern is for us, our dynamic? And you'll understand how to interrupt that pattern and get her attention. But two, right, when you master the art of invalidate, you'll know why, you'll be able to self-diagnose why you are or are not not getting the good results that you are getting, right? Maybe you were getting good results three months ago, but now you, you hit a plateau. Well, obviously, if you listen to my story, the reason that happens is because you gotta switch it up. Girls are a little bit more intimidated by you because your game naturally got better, and now you have to master the art of just validating again, connecting with girls, letting them know that you do approve of her so that way she actually feels good about talking to you, right? So depending on where you are in game, Obviously, it's gonna be different for you. So that's why I said it's not a, a formula that I can just tell you do this, do this, do this, because depending on who you are, how you carry yourself, where you live, what your reputation is, how you look, what how good your game is at that point, it's going to be different for you. So one, 
get good at understanding pattern interrupts. And two, understand the mastering the art of validate and invalidate. And because it's an art and because it's mastery, you will never reach full mastery unless you put in your 10,000 hours like that one book. What's the name of that book? The Robert Greene book. It's not 48 Laws of Power. It's mastery, right? And he says in that book, in mastery, you have to have your 10,000 hours, man. The 10,000 hour rule to reach mastery, to achieve mastery. Wait, I don't think it's that book. I think it's uh, Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Someone look that up and correct me on it. Is it mastery or outliers by Malcolm Gladwell that where they talk about the 10,000 hour rule, right? Let me know and comment because, um, so mastery, the reason I say that is because you are always going to be working towards mastery. You will never achieve like, you know, enlightenment of game, right? You're always going to be improving. You're always going to be self correcting. So I say master it because it's a skill that once you start working on it right now, you're going to get better faster, a lot faster. You're going to be able to self-diagnose where you're going wrong here. All right, man. So those are the two huge concepts and we're not even halfway through this call yet. I'm excited, man. So let me, let me read some of your guys' comments that you've been coming in. All right. So dark chief, he says, my friend the other day sent me a tease picture on Snapchat and I challenged her by saying, is that all you got? Yes, I know it's basic, but literally anything works, guys. Just don't come off as creepy. I'm really happy that you said that, man. I could already tell that you and I were going to get along, not only because you're a Chiefs fan, you love Kansas City, I love Kansas City, but also because you are 100% right here, right? So for me, going back to my story, it doesn't always have to be a super strong push, right? And here's the thing. It's a scale. So if you have a really strong push away, right? It's too bad I'm not attracted to you. That's like straight up telling a girl you will never, nev- you and her will never be a thing, right? It's a strong push. It's a strong way to invalidate her. You got to balance that out with a strong validation. Oh my God, I'm just kidding. Come here, give me a hug. Oh my God, I'm sorry, right? That's a strong pull back in. And because of that push pull, she can't figure you out. She can't master your pattern. She can't put you into a box in her head and say, yep, I know this guy's pattern. Let me forget about him and move on to some other guy. So that's why you gotta master the art of invalidate, validate. Because when she thinks you're gonna validate, and you invalidate instead, it interrupts her pattern. It's a constant game of interrupting patterns through validation and invalidation. Does this make sense? Do you see how all of this is tying in together right now? So for him, you don't have to have a strong push. He did a subtle push because it was over Snapchat. It was innocent, it was playful, whatever. And it still worked, guys. It's validate, invalidate. Trying to not be too predictable in conversation. Does this make sense, man? Give me a thumbs up if you haven't already, if this makes sense. And let me know in the comments if this is resonating with you guys. Or if you want me to move on to the next topic, we can just keep going, man. We're rolling around. We are rolling along. We are going strong. Also, one of my goals here is even though I'm giving you four key topics, I don't want you to think that you have to stick to, we're sticking to that four topics and then everybody goes on their way. This is a conversation between you, me and you, right? So um, this treat this like your own, con, your own coaching call. Um, my plan, and you guys can let me know what you think in the comments below, um, my plan is that I'm gonna start doing this every Sunday at noon. Dude, just like Sunday Sunday morning football, Sunday afternoon football, I'm gonna be here every Sunday. That's, that's my goal here, and if it goes well, obviously we're gonna do it, 
But, you know, if I don't get the interaction, if I don't get the, you know, the, the thumbs up, if people aren't resonating with what we talk about on these calls, then dude, we might just not do them anymore, you know? So come with questions. And um, even though we have a topic to the call, in between topics, in between you know, me, me transitioning from topic to topic, give me a question and I'll, I'll just coach you right here, man. That's treated like a coaching call, all right? So um, let's see some questions. So a uh, pompadour or an undercut? Um, sure. Oh, pompadour. Oh, you're talking about hairstyles. Um, I don't know, man. I kind of like just like this hairstyle. To be honest, man, the reason I, I did my hair like this, uh, if you've been following me for years, um, you will know that I used to have a buzz cut. And honestly, the only reason I got this haircut is because I wanted to change things up. I wanted to be unpredictable. I wanted to interrupt patterns. So I stopped the buzz cut and I found, um, I literally like Googled men's hairstyles 2015 is back in like 2015 men's hairstyles 2015 and i found a picture of justin timberlake and he had a hairstyle kind of similar to this i was like that's kind of dope i can see myself rocking that and so i did and it's kind of stuck ever since right so i don't know if the technical name for this is a pompadour or an undercut but it's just what i do all right so anthony vo i sit next to this girl in class and i really like her what should i do man that is a super vague question how the fuck do you expect me to answer that question without any details without telling me any context of what's going on here are you in high school are you in college are you in an undergrad um are you in dental school like i used to be i need more to answer your questions good right good quality questions get good quality answers bad quality questions get shitty answers or probably just get ignored all right um i found i have found validation to be such as an important aspect to attracting the right woman thank you for sharing yes dude right so i really want to you guys understand this right a lot of guys, they learn invalidate, they learn break rapport, they've learned playfully challenging lines, but you gotta balance it with a validation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for example, if you're starting out and you have one line in your back pocket, one playfully challenging line that you wanna keep and you're gonna challenge yourself to start using it in conversation just for that one night, right? If you bust out that line in conversation, you break rapport with a girl and she goes, what the fuck? Why would you say that to me? And she's really thrown off. Well, first off, you know, probably your delivery was not as good as it could have been. You could have brought it up at a better timing in the conversation. Um, maybe your tonality could have been better. But two, if she's like that, you got to bring her back in. You got to suck her back in the conversation. So how do you do it? You balance that, that invalidation out with the validate, if that makes sense. All right. So um, how do I show intent without coming across as needy? Love this question, man. So Mikhail Hunter, he asks, how do you show man to woman intent? How do you show her that you actually have a penis without being needy or creepy or validation seeking? Here's the thing, man. So validation seeking, let's talk about it like this. Um, uh, if you're a comedian, right? And a comedian's on stage, and I always give this example, right? If you're telling a joke on stage and you're about, you're leading up to the punchline and you drop that punchline, on stage in front of a huge crowd of people. After you drop the punchline, what does a really good comedian do? All right, because I'll tell you what the shitty comedian does. The shitty comedian, he looks at the people in the front row. Hey, did you like my joke? Oh my God, he's looking at the people in the office like, ha, ah, I dropped the punchline. Did you like my joke? He's like, Aziz Ansari, like, ha, ah, right? But that right there is like needy, right? What does a good comedian do though? The good comedian, the great comedian, he'll drop the joke, look off into the distance and already stop talking because he's already waiting for the people to stop laughing before they even start laughing. 
right? That's what the good, good comedian does. So quick lesson here. For example, if you are talking to a girl in conversation and you drop a, a playfully challenging line or a push-pull line or, you know, any of the other stuff that we're going to talk about on this call and you invalidate her or you interrupt her pattern, do you look at her in the eyes and kind of wait for her to respond and you go, did, did you see what I just did? Did it work? And you're kind of looking for the reaction. You're looking for the signs of attraction. If she sees you looking, because I promise you, she will see if you're looking for it, that's going to come across as needy. It's going to come across as creepy, right? So what's another thing that's going to come across as needy or creepy? Um, let's say your, your words are the words of someone who would be confident. A person who is confident would be using the words that you're using, but your body language, your vocal tonality, you're speaking under your breath, you're kind of you're kind of closed off, you, you're holding a drink in front of your chest, and your body language is not lining up with the words coming out of your mouth, that's creepy. Why is it creepy? Because she can tell that your thoughts, your words, and your actions are not incongruence with each other. They're not aligned, all right? Your thoughts, words, and actions. So that's creepy. So the way you show man-to-woman intent without being creepy is not only mastering your body language, your eye contact, your vocal tonality, the delivery of everything you say, how you say it, the timing you bring it up, right? And the, the way you stand, how you carry yourself. And obviously this is stuff that you learn over time with practice and obviously watching videos and going through trainings, etc. But um, you also want that to be in line with the way that you, that you are, right? So for example, I always give this example. If you're, if you're trying to decide between day game uh, or night game, approaching women in, in non-social environments versus social environments, um, one of my old roommates, um, and if you've been following me for a while, you've probably heard me talk about him or you've maybe seen him on a video, but one of my old roommates, um, he was 30, mid-30s, um, and the reason I lived with him and another dude is because we were all super into game and we'd go out and we'd game all the time, right? And this guy, he was in his mid thirties, so he had a good career um, and he was really big on approaching women during the day. And so what his rule was, was he would never say anything verbally that was not in congruence with how he felt, right? So for example, um, his girlfriend, who I believe he's engaged to now, is the number one yoga instructor in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is like saying she's like the, the pack leader of the hot girls. <laughs> so um, he met her because he was driving to work one day at eight in the morning, and he sees this hot girl walking out of a coffee shop going to her car with her coffee that she just got. And so in rush hour traffic at eight in the morning, he stops his car, pulls a Yui, and then drives up into the parking lot, gets out of his car, runs up to her, he's out of breath, runs up to her, wearing a suit, <sighs> hold up, excuse me, excuse me, as she's getting in her car, stops her, and he says, he says, excuse me, I was just driving through rush hour traffic, I pulled over real quick, almost got hit, stopped my car real quick, ran up to you just so I could say hi and tell you you look absolutely stunning. What's your name, right? So. In that example, nothing he said verbally was, uh, was incongruent to how we actually felt in the moment. Why? Because, you know, if you want to take a lesson here, an action step, because the words that he was saying was literally just describing what happened. There was no incongruence there. However, this would have been very different. And like I said, that turned out well for him. They started dating. They, become, they became a serious relationship. They moved in together. Now they're engaged. All right. Um, 
But that situation would have been completely, completely different if he would have done all that just to run up to her and say, hey, you're the cutest girl I've seen on this side of the street in the last five to 10 minutes, right? If he would have said some random, just fucking pickup artist line, it would have not come across with the same delivery. Why? Because his words are incongruent to his thoughts and his actions. Does this make sense? So if you wanna show man to woman intent, master a lot of what we're talking about here and making sure everything's in line. Your thoughts, your words, your actions seeming all congruent with each other. Does this make sense? All right? All right, a good comedian will care about the how the audience reacts. Um, we're both in the same high school. Uh, how do you turn on a girl over text? I wanna know what you guys thought about the answer I just gave, man. Um, uh, I'm 14, I can imagine myself being the world's best seducer. That's awesome, man, but just for the sake of legality, I don't know if I should be, I don't know if I'm legally allowed to be giving dating advice to a 14 year old. Um, uh, my man, finally I get the thing with the big beards. Big beards interrupt daily patterns. It, it really does, dude. Having a big ass beard to where that's like your number one conversational piece. Um, now I'm not saying if you don't have a beard that you should get a beard. I'm just saying that if you have a beard, right, it is a, a little bit of a pattern interrupt. That's kind of why it works because it stands out, right? It's, the, it's like the old school pickup artist thing of peacocking, right? The guys who used to peacock, they'd wear furry hats. They'd wear black eyeliner. They'd wear all these outrageous things. They'd, they'd wear snowboarding goggles to the fucking club. Dude, they did all that, not only to make it easy to, to have conversational topics to bring up for women to attract or approach him and start a conversation, but it's also a pattern interrupt. If you're the guy who approaches a girl and you have the same exact conversation that 10 other dudes had with her that night, but you happen to be wearing a furry hat, obviously it's a pattern interrupt. It's going to get her attention more than the guy who's dressed like everybody else here, right? So, um, yeah, man, that I really like the, what you said there. Um, let's see. Yo, Dark Chief, how's the Chiefs doing? How's our Chiefs doing, bro? Um, great answer. What do what to do after reading, choosing signals late? Now she's hostile. I don't know what that means, man. Um, I'm just I'm just I'm just a dude on the internet. I, I can't interpret what you're trying to say. All right, thirty twenty still. That's awesome, man. All right, so let's move on to the second the second way to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive. Um, I just gave you one and I also explained the concept of interrupting patterns. So, what's the next one? Are you guys excited for this? What's up, Sean? Um, I just saw my man, Sean. He's a good coaching coaching client of mine, badass dude. All right, so Sean, um, you just came in. I'm about to give the second way to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive. What is it? It's something I don't talk a lot, a lot about, what is it? Any guesses, guys? Any guesses? Who's been following me for a while? Who's read my book? Who knows 107 different ways? Because I promise you, one of these, all four of these are somewhere in this book. Who, who has a guess here? Whoever guesses this right, I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to guess it. Whoever guesses it right, I'm going to give you a $500 program for free. Whoever guesses it right. I'm, gonna, I'm waiting. I'm giving you 10 seconds here. Two steps forward, one step back. Nope. Push pull. Nope. It's not push pull. Push pull falls into. Um, uh oh. 
I haven't seen it yet. All right, nobody won it this time, but promise, I promise you, by the end of this call, I'm gonna be giving away $1,500 worth of courses here, right? So nobody got it, but it's silence. 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 <laughs> silence amplifies. It brings out sexual tension. Silence. So let's let's say, I, I love this uh, Big Sean lyric. If you guys have ever, if you guys listen to Big Sean, he is my favorite rapper by far, right? So silence, yes. He, he talks about having the faith of a mustard seed. Faith of a mustard seed. So mustard seeds are like super, super tiny, but when they grow, they they glow, they blossom in this huge thing, and everybody loves mustard, man. Mustard's in a lot of different things, right? So faith of a mustard seed, it kept growing. It's a big Sean lyric. Love it, right? Silence is the one thing that I know of that can take the tiniest ounce of sexual tension, tiny, 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 tiny ounce of sexual tension, and just poof, amplify it through the roof. Why is that? Because here's the thing: silence is the number one thing that most people fear. All right, what do you, why, the whole point of me making the last video, right, the awkward silence tutorial sequence is to help guys avoid awkward silences. And do you think that awkward silences are, are only awkward for you? No, it's awkward for the girl too. That's why it's awkward because nobody kind of knows what to do here and it kind of feels weird and they don't know what, you know, what to do, right? But if you know how to use silence strategically, then it can really amplify your efforts here, right? If you have, Game that's a three and everything you do is a three, but if you learn how to, how to use silence and inject silence into your seduction, into your conversations with women, instantly your game's gonna go through from a three to a six. Literally, it's gonna double your results overnight. I promise you that. And here's why. I'll give you a, a story, and then it's the same story I tell, about, tell in this book. It's the same story I tell all the time. Why? Because not only is this story perfect for uh, um, showing you the power of silence, but it also happens to be like the one that got me a super, super fucking hot girl in Las Vegas. So I'll tell the story real quick just so you can understand the concept of silence. So basically, um, I was, it was 2016, January. I was in Las Vegas with a bunch of different buddies for a marketing conference. After the first night of the conference, we go out to a nightclub. The nightclub is called Hakkasan. Remember this, Hakkasan. Hakkasan, Hakkasan nightclub. There's a reason I'm telling you to remember that, all right? We go out to Hakkasan nightclub after the conference, walk in, literally I was in there for five minutes and I hadn't even seen the whole club yet. I hadn't even gotten a drink yet. Yeah, yes, I do drink when I go to the nightclubs, right? So um, I go and I literally, I go to the edge of the dance floor and kind of just scope the scene, see what's going on in here. I've never been in this nightclub before. And I'm standing there with my buddies looking at the dance floor and all of a sudden I, see, I feel like someone stroked my arm. Like I'm just standing here and I just feel this on my arm. And then I look behind me and there's no one behind me. I'm like, what the hell was that? And I see this girl like five feet away, like walking away, like like not just like scurrying away, but just like confident, like strutting down the catwalk type of walk. And she walks away about 10 feet and then kind of just turns around like this and looks back at me. <laughs> I never thought I'd be doing that on my YouTube channel and kind of looks back at me and makes eye contact with me. And I was like, that girl totally just stroked my arm. And I remember this, she was wearing a fur vest for whatever reason. So what did I do? 
Obviously, I'm Patrick James. I walked up to her and I said the first thing that popped into my head, which was, did you really kill an animal to come to the club tonight, right? I was making a comment about her, her furry vest, right? And what, what, what is that? What is that opening line? Obviously, it's something I didn't plan out. It's a light observation about something she's wearing, right? And it interrupted her pattern. It was something different than most guys would have said when they approached her, right? So I said, did you really kill an animal to come to the club tonight? Instantly, it was on, right? Obviously, she, was, she must have been into me. Either she saw me with friends, maybe I was talking to a girl on the way in that she thought I seemed like an attractive dude. For whatever reason, she struck my arm. I went up and talked to her. Things were working out. Here's the thing. Fast forward about 30 minutes. We're at a different part of the nightclub. I pulled her to a quieter part of the nightclub and I'm literally leaning back against this bar. This bar is empty. There's nobody in this part of the nightclub. I'm leaning back against the bar. She's leaning into me. We're making out. She stops making out with me. Mid make out. Uh, Prakash Jaiswal, I will get to you in a second, but stop being so needy, my man. I'm telling a story. So back to the story. So um, she stops mid make out and literally looks at me and she says something that I don't remember exactly what she said, but it was something like a shit test. Like she was trying to poke a hole in my frame, <laughs> poke a hole in my frame to poke a hole to see if I really was this confident guy who I portrayed myself to be for the last 35 minutes, right? And so um, when she does that, rather than scurrying to find the perfect line to pass her shit test or the perfect push-pull line in, in my amazing book full of thousands of them, right? Rather than doing that, I paused and I held the eye contact. And what she did was she broke the eye contact by gazing down and said, I think you're out of my league. Now here's the cool part. What I didn't tell you was in that 30 minutes before we were making out, when we were talking, I asked her what she did for a living and she told me, and I said it like this. I said, you're not one of those girls who's like on Instagram and posts everybody every day and thinks she's a model, are you? I said it like that. And I, I said that in a playful way to qualify her to see what she does, right? Um, and it was just kind of like, it's just a playful way to qualify her. That's all it was. There was no elaborate thought into me saying it like that. And she happened to be an Instagram model. She goes, I actually am a model on Instagram. Uh, that's how I make a living and it's a pretty good living, right? So she was an Instagram model and fast forward now, she just told me that I was out of her league. And why is that? Because she delivered a shit test to which rather than scrambling to find the perfect way to pass her shit test, scrambling to find the perfect push-pull line to say in that moment, I basked in the silence and I held that eye contact. And she glanced down, which means she felt nervous. And then she kind of got rosy cheeks and she told me I was out of her league. She goes, I think you're out of my league, which was mind blowing to me because I'm just this small town kid from Kansas City, Missouri, right? Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas City, Kansas, and um, a suburb of Kansas City, Kansas. And uh, I'm just a small town kid from Kansas. And this girl in Las Vegas, who's an Instagram model, likely paid to show up to the club that night, just told me I was out of her league all because I knew how to bask in silence at the most opportune time possible, all right? So that's the second way to ignite sexual tension and her sex drive into any conversation with any girl is mastering silence and how to use it, right? So here's the thing. A lot of guys get 
fearful of awkward silences. They think awkward silences are bad, but in reality, let's say the next time, you know, obviously you've tried, you, you know the awkward silence destroyer sequence already. You watched my last video, you subscribed to my channel, you know that sequence, right? It's basically a routine for overcoming awkward silences. Once you master that, what I would encourage you to do is I want you to go out and the next time you experience an awkward silence, I just want you to hold eye contact and bask in it. Maybe just hold like a sly smirk, all right? Yes, yeah, man, Eric Gonzalez, you can use silence for shit tests as well. Yeah, I mean, not every shit test. Obviously, it has to be the most opportune one, but in that moment, there was no distractions around. So here's what made this a good time to use silence for that. And here's the thing, I wasn't consciously like, there wasn't like a million people, like nanobots in my head saying, ooh, in this situation, what do I do to, to pass this shit test? Oh, silence, let's grab that off the shelf and inject it into the, to the action-taking um, area, right? That's not what happened. But what happened was, I literally just was like, I don't know what to say to that, right? And rather than trying to scramble and put something together and say something that would have been half-assed, I was just like, I'll do the next best thing and just own this moment, own the silence, bask in this tension, right? Because here's the thing, aside from silence, aside from everything we've already talked about in this video, just having great, non-reactive, unwavering, laser-focused, dominant, yet relaxed, yet slightly squinting eye contact, man, dude, like that is one of the most powerful triggers of attraction that you can do that's non-verbal in any conversation with any girl, right? If you literally just mastered that eye contact and just had conversations while holding eye contact in that way, like I kinda am with the camera right now, and just that was the one shift you made in all of your conversations was holding strong eye contact, dude, that's that would literally double your game all overnight, right? But for me, I, I said, well, I don't know what to say next, say back to this girl, so the next best thing is I'm just gonna hold this eye contact and own the moment. So I did it, and I went with it, and it worked. Right? And here's one of the other things that I want you guys to really grasp here is <clears throat> I, I even talked about this with Sean uh, who's commenting right now. He's one of my coaching clients. On our last coaching call, I was talking about how the reason I got so good at games so fast, right? because for me, it wasn't like a five-year process to get good at game. It was like a three-month process and then after that, it was constantly testing and tweaking new things to make my game even better than it was right? So you can get really good at game really fast, obviously depending on where you're starting out. But for me, I was basically starting from ground zero and this was years ago, man. And so the reason I got good, really good, really fast was I had an exact system, a process to get, to develop the core skills needed. And I'm actually going to like a little foreshadowing here, but I'm going to be teaching that process in one of my upcoming programs that's dropping here in like a month and a half called cold approach King, where I'm going to teach you how to be a cold approach King, where I'm literally just going to teach you that process. Right. But, um, for me, that process lasted about three months. And then after that I was testing and tweaking. And so for you, no matter where you are right now in your progression of game, <clears throat> the way you're going to get good really fast is not always you don't like don't have a mentality that you have to know exactly what to do in that moment, right? So for me, a lot of times, even though I was good, I didn't always necessarily know what to do here and what to do there and what to do here and what to do there. I just knew what could work in that situation and rather than trying to decide what to do, I just decided on one. So if I was in that situation and it was like a video game, it was like they put like you were showing the scene of me and that girl on a video game 
and she pulls back from the makeout, drops the shit test, and then the video pauses. And then four options come up on the screen. And they go, what should you do in this situation? Option A, option B, option C, option D, option E, all of the above, right? It's like a, it's like a multiple choice test. What I did in my mentality throughout my whole progression of game was, I don't know what the fucking right answer is, so I'm just gonna choose B and see what happens, right? And in my own head, I know if B doesn't work out, then the next time I see this situation, I'm gonna choose C. And if that doesn't work out, the next time that situation comes up, I'm gonna choose D, right? So I took an experimental approach and I didn't always have to know the right answer, I just had to make a decision in the moment to go with one of them, that's it. So in that situation, I chose silence. Did I know it was gonna be right? Nope, but it worked out. And after that, I was like, huh, let's see if I can reproduce the result. And sure enough, it consistently works out over time, right? Because you start to recognize situations, you start to recognize patterns, and you take an experimental, imperfect action approach to progressing through game. Does this make sense? All right, Eric Gonzalez, yes, most of the time is natural. The book is free and a great read. Leland, thank you. Thank you so much for the shout out and testimonial. Sean, yes, that was the Instagram model. Eric, yes, you can use silence. Um, this is a good one, wise. If your book is free, then can I get the PDF? The PDF, Raul, is actually a bonus to all the guys who get the book for free. So. Real quick, this is not a sales pitch for the book, but just to address this question real quick, because a lot of guys email us with questions about this. So the book, imagine this. The book is physical. Someone has to pay for this book to get created. Obviously I wrote the book, but then there's a company who has like all these sheets of paper. They print these fucking words on the page. They chop up the sheets of paper. They bind it with a cover like this, right? Someone has to pay for that process to get done or that else that factory wouldn't exist. Then they got to store the book. And then when someone buys the book, someone has to go off the shelf Take it, package it up into a mail package, and ship it off to the address that, of the person who bought the book. Here's the cool part. I paid for the book to get printed, right? And then I didn't charge anything for the book. All I ask is that you pay for the people who take the book off the shelf and ship it to you and spend the shipping costs. So I paid for the book. I'm not charging $20 for the book like you would have to pay on Amazon if I was selling this book on Amazon, but you still have to cover shipping and handling, which is, you know, uh, on the order page. You just pay for shipping and handling. I'll ship it to you anywhere in the world. That's what the process looks like. So yes, the book is free. Yes, you got to cover shipping and handling, but what do you get when you cover shipping and handling? You get the PDF book. So that way you don't have to wait for it to arrive on the, in, in the mail, right? Because I'll give you a, a access to an online membership. You create a login with your email, a password. You create all that, and then you get access to all the digital programs. And then I filmed the whole seminar here in my, living room right here you'll recognize the backdrop where nine guys came to my apartment I filmed the whole seminar talking about pre-selection and attraction you'll get that for free all the footage to that you get the ebook and you also get a few of my other courses that are also ebooks for free just for covering covering shipping and handling and to hold you over while you're waiting on this book to arrive in the mail I mean if that's not a fucking steal then I don't know what is and you guys are unpleasable all right so I just want to answer that question real quick all right uh, a shit ton of goodies show. Yes. When will come to New York? What if she likes some other dude in the club? So J.A., what if she likes some other dude in the club? Who gives a shit? What if you like some other girl in the club? 
right? Fact of the matter is, anytime I walk into a nightclub, I'll see at least 10 girls right off the bat who I think intrigue me, who I might wanna go up and talk to at some point in the night. Does that mean that this girl has less of a chance than this girl? No, because if what if I talk to her first? And what if she meets all my standards that night? Then obviously I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to her and flesh out the chemistry there. Doesn't mean that even though I like this girl, I'm not gonna go home with her, right? So it's the same with the girl, right? She's keeping her options open, she's playing the field. So that's why you not only gotta master pattern interrupts, master the art of validate, invalidate, know how to use silence to get her attention and her attraction for you to go through the roof, right? So for the guys who are at the beginning of this call, what does the silence do in your conversation? <laughs> Question to relate back to the first topic we talked about. What does it do? It's a pattern interrupt. Silences are also a pattern interrupt. That's why I talked about it at the beginning of this conversation. It interrupts her pattern, yes. All right. We're about 50, we're about an hour in and we're not even close to being done. We're about halfway done. Um, but I wanna do the first giveaway. We are giving away the first $500 course right now. Right now. All right. To win the $500 course, you must, you must <clears throat> answer the following question correctly. What was the name of the nightclub I met the Instagram model in? What was the name of the nightclub I met the Instagram model in? First person who answers that gets a $500 course. Chosen of Darkness 8, Hakasan. Wait, no, it was Mikhail, Mikhail Hunter answered it first. Chosen of Darkness 8 was second. Uh, all right, so Mikhail Hunter, I'm gonna screenshot you, bro. I got you. You're gonna win a $500 course from me. It is called Words That Make Her Want You. Words That Make Her Want You, all right? I'm gonna give away two more of these courses. So Kyle McHunter 8, Mikhail Hunter, Mikhail Hunter, you won access to that program. It's a $500 course. Here's the thing, man. If you wanna see what's in the course and you wanna make sure you're one of the other two winners, Go right now to wordsthatmakeherwantyou.com slash go. Wordsthatmakeherwantyou.com slash go. That's basically the order page that describes what this program is, just so you know what you could have the potential to win if you answer one of these questions right and engage with me right now. So, Mikhail Hunter, you just won that course for free, all right? Um, and so what you gotta do to claim it is literally just comment your email address on my last video. All right, so comment your email address on my last video, which is the Awkward Silence Destroyer sequence. I will email you with directions on how to access that program for free. All right, man? So like I said, there's gonna be two more winners on this call for wordsthatmakerwantyou.com slash go. It's a $500 course. You will get access to it for free. Congratulations, my man. All right, so. Alex Wells, yo Patrick, new fan over here the past month or so. I can't stay I can't stay much longer, but it's going to be a video later on. Keep it. Yes, so this video is going to stay on my channel. I'm going to keep it up here for forever, you know? So, if you miss the live call, you'll be able to watch it later, but like I said, if you want to win $500 course, then stay on and interact and answer some questions, you know what I'm saying? It's how it works around here. You take action, you get results. All right. Hector Ayala, make it more challenging for us. Don't tell us to remember this for a reason. The next question will be challenging, all right? The next question will be a lot more challenging. I just wanted to see you if you guys were awake here. I just wanted to see if you guys were paying attention. All right, 
So, um, what is the third way to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive? What is it? Who has guesses? Who has guesses? All right, I, I'm gonna go above and beyond here. Whoever guesses what this third one is before I talk about it is going to win a $100 course. Whoever, whoever gets it right is gonna win a $100 course. First one, body language, nope. Look at her eyes, nope. Nope, not slow everything down, confidence, touch barrier, nope, nope. Guys, use process of elimination here. Process of elimination. What is it? The third way to create sexual tension and ignite her sex drive. Whoever gets it right, I'm gonna give you 10 more seconds. If you get it right in the next 10 seconds, I will give you a $500 course, or the $100 course, $100 course. Nope, nope. Five, four, three, two, Ah, nobody got it. Ooh, nobody got it. All right, there's gonna be more opportunities to win some courses here. All right, so here's, here's what it is. Someone actually, I saw someone comment it the first time that I asked you guys to do it. Um, it is barriers. And specifically, you know, obviously I talk about barriers in this book, but I wanna talk about it on this video a little bit differently, right? A little bit differently. So here's the thing, what is a barrier? A barrier is basically creating a false thing that is keeping you and this girl from being together. Now, why does a barrier work? Because when there is a reason why you can't have something, what happens to you, right? Just human nature, you automatically want it more, right? We always want that which we can't have. So it's not necessarily a fake barrier, Mikkel. These can be real barriers, but as long as it's, um, as long as there's a barrier between you guys, that can create sexual tension, right? So for example, the most common one that everybody knows and the one that I address in this book is what, it, what, what happened between Romeo and Juliet? Why did Romeo and Juliet have such a strong bond? Why did they love each other so much to the point where they, they, they would kill each other? They would kill themselves for each other. Why is that? because they had a strong barrier between them. They had a reason, uh, something that was outside of their control keeping them apart, which was their families. Their families didn't want them to be together, right? So it made them wanna be together even more. So if you can create barriers in your seduction with women, then it's going to obviously skyrocket sexual attention. But here's the thing, that's not the one that I wanna show you on this call, right? That's the one I talk about in the book, and that's like, that's some surface level stuff, but the one I'm about to give you is like super, super like ninja Jedi under the radar stuff, right? Uh, take a quick break here. I've been talking for the past 65 minutes. God damn. All right. So obviously barriers, they work. So for example, you know, um, if you were to meet a girl at the club and her friends are like staring at you, like, why is Becky over there talking to that guy? Oh my God, she's been over there for so long. If you in that moment are, you realize that her friends want her back, right? You could say to her, uh, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to continue this conversation. Um, but I'm not sure that your friends want us to be together. It just must, it must not be meant to be right. If you say something like that, then obviously that's creating a false barrier in conversation. It's not necessarily false because maybe her friends do actually want her back, right? That's one, one of the many ways to create barriers in your conversation, um, with her, 
right? So that's one way that will boost sexual tension in that moment. But here's the thing, barriers can also work against you, specifically physical ones, right? So here's the nuance thing that I wanna give you real quick. If you guys are in conversation with a girl, I want you to take, if you, if you go out to a nightclub, either tonight or next weekend, I really want you to pay attention to body language of people because you'll notice that the guys who are nervous, maybe they're not even talking to girls, maybe, they're in, maybe this has been you in the past because I know I've been there before. You're standing on the edge of the room. You don't, you're not talking to anybody. Maybe you're, you're feeling a little nervous or a little anxious in that environment. So what do you do? You put a drink in front of your chest and you hold it here. Now, why do people do this? Why do people do this? Because they're putting a barrier, something physical, between them and the rest in the environment. Specifically, they put it in front of their chest because that's where your vital organs are, bro. That's where your heart is, your lungs. You need that shit to live, right? So you put a barrier, a physical barrier in front of you, right? So this is where barriers can work against you is if they're physical. Uh, oftentimes, if you see two people on a date at a restaurant, you'll wait, like pay attention to the drink placement. If they're sitting across the table from each other, they're gonna put the drink, like do they put the drink on the table right in between them? If so, one of them's pretty nervous right now, th right then, right? The person who has the drink in front of them is probably more nervous than the other person. So for you to use barriers in a different way that I don't even talk about in the book, is to be the guy who removes the barrier. So if you're at a nightclub or a bar or on a date and you're talking to a girl, maybe she has her drink in front of her chest and you have your drink in front of your chest and then you catch yourself and you go, you know what? I'm gonna do what Patrick James said. I'm gonna remove the barrier. So I'm gonna hold my drink down here by my, by my waist. I'm just gonna hold it down here like, like a fucking boss, like a boss, you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Right? So you move the barrier, you take it out of in front of your chest and you don't have a barrier between you guys. Now she has to be full frontal to you, body to body, face to face. It boosts sexual tension through the roof. Hers or yours or both. Dude, here's the thing, man. There's no hard set, hard and fast rule for you. If you want to, if you're just starting out and you want to experiment with this, remove the barrier between you and her. So if you're on a date, just remove your barrier, right? So maybe you guys are done eating if you guys are on a dinner date, which I don't necessarily recommend, or if you guys are just getting drinks and you're sitting across from each other, which this, this is an, another debate, like do you sit next to her, um, you know, right next to her in the booth if you guys are getting drinks or do you sit across from her? Um, I don't think it fucking matters. I think as long as you pay attention to the barriers between you two and you know how to balance it, right? Validate, invalidate, interrupt patterns. If you do everything right, or if you do a lot of things right, it doesn't matter if you sit across from her or right next to each other, not right next to each other. It doesn't fucking matter. But obviously if you're starting out, remove the barrier out of your chest, right? Stand with your chest open, nothing held in front of your body, right? Oftentimes if you, if you guys are in rapport with each other, she's going to follow your lead. She's going to mirror your body language. This is just, this is, um, NLP, they talk about mirroring body language to build rapport with each other. So if two people are in rapport with each other, if they're in sync, if they're connecting with each other, they're vibing with each other, there's a good connection between them. They're gonna naturally mirror each other's body language. So the person leading this interaction is obviously the person who's gonna move first and the other person is gonna mirror 
them. Does that make sense? So if you guys are in rapport with each other and you have a drink right here, she's gonna hold it there too, which is going to kill sexual tension in this moment because it's a physical barrier and not one that you created hypothetically, right? So if you remove the barrier, she's gonna naturally follow your lead. Even if she doesn't, don't really pay attention to it because you're not being needy, you're not being reaction seeking, but she'll follow your lead and do the same and it's going to create more sexual tension between you two because now instead of two people holding a drink in front of their chest and the drink is in front of them and they're protecting their vital organs and they're, they're blocking themselves off essentially, when both people remove the barrier and now it's just them, bare bones, it's almost like you guys are naked right in front of each other and there's more sexual tension. You guys are face to face, full frontal, no barriers needed. Does this make sense? Are you guys starting to grasp what I'm talking about here? Um, if so, let me know because I just want to take a break from talking and I'm going to read some comments. Stream cream, remove barrier if she's nervous and create when she is having a good time with you, right? Yes, sir. Uh, the girl is a smoker. I hate smoking. Can I ask her to stop smoking as a challenge to her? Um, you can do whatever you want, man. Uh, I don't think there's a right or a wrong answer. What I would say is if you have 12 options, choose one and then see what happens. If it works, great. If not, go down to the next option the next time you see that situation. For me, um, what I like to do is I just won't talk to a girl if she smells like smoke. It's just one of my standards. I don't like talking to people who smell like cigarette smoke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or tell her you can't marry me or be my next girlfriend if you smoke. Do it as you're being playful. Um, yo, how does this super chat thing work, man? What is this super chat? Is that where you send money and shit? I know we don't need it right now because we got a lot of, you know, we don't have too many people commenting, but I've seen that on other people's stuff. Is that where you send me money and shit? Whoever sends me, all right, here's the thing. Whoever sends me a $10 super chat, first one, I'm gonna give you a $100 course for $10. <laughs> That's just bonus, right? I'm still giving away two programs. Um, but I just wanna see how super chat works. So wh whoever wants to put up 10 bucks, you're gonna get a $100 course for $10. All right, so, um, Let's, let's do a question right now. Give away a $500 course as well. Um, $500 course. What was the caption of my last Instagram post? What was the caption, the little, the little description I wrote for my last Instagram post? Whoever answers correctly first is going to win a $500 course from me for free. $500 course from me for free. And it's gonna be called Words That Make Her Want You. If you wanna see what this $500 course is to prove that it actually is $500, if you wanna give me 500 bucks, I'll give you this course. It's well worth every penny. Go to wordsthatmakerwantyou.com slash go. That's the course I'm giving away for free. Mido Shiro, dude, you just won the magnetic personality formula. There you go, I love it. Boom, it's a $100 course right there. Mido Shiro, my man, I'm gonna screenshot that. So, Mido Shiro, the way that you are going to get this course is you gotta comment with your, you gotta comment on my last video with your email address and I'll reach out to you via email with instructions on how to access that course. Mido Shiro is my fucking dog. How about this? Anybody who comments with a super chat of $10 or more is going to receive a $100 course for that, 10, for that $10. So Mido Shiro is the first one. Um, so Miguel, you answered correctly the last question and you just won access to Words That Make Her Want You, a $500 course, full free. What you gotta do, wait, hold up. 
Did you win the last one? No, you did not. All right. Uh, the other guy was Mc Mikhail or something like that. All right. So, Miguel, what you got to do is comment your email address as well on my last on my last video with your email address, and I will send you access to that five hundred dollar course. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. People winning courses over here. People sending me money. I love it. I love it, man. All right. So we still got one more. So here's the thing. Um, who can? Who wants to recap for me the three the three different things we've covered so far? The three ways to create sexual tension that we've covered so far on this call. Who wants to recap that for me, real quick? Real quick. Kissy face with green owl. Um, <laughs> Hector, you guys are entertaining, man. How can I tell this girl I'm talking to that I usually go for brunettes to spark attraction if, she, if she's blonde? Dude, just that's how you do it. If you want to spark sexual tension, just naturally in conversation, bring it up. Be like, wow, like, for example, if she says something interesting about herself, all you got to do all you gotta do is just be like, wow, that was like, that's like super interesting. It's too bad you're not at all my type. Like, no offense, but you know, I'm really into blondes and you're brunette, right? If you say something like that and you make it natural, that's why I say say it after she says something interesting so it gives you a reason to bring it up. Um, that's how I would do it. But like I said, you know, go back and watch about 20, 30 minutes ago where I was talking about you know, who's gonna get the most results from breaking rapport and invalidating women in conversation? Who's, and who's gonna get the most results from actually validating women, right? And I'll go back to my story with the Instagram model um, at Hakkasan. The reason, so what did I do after that moment? After she told me that I was out of her league, right? After I held the silence, after she shit tested me, how did I get her, right? Well, it goes back to the first things that we were talking about, mastering the art of validate, invalidate. Because, that thing, the way I overcame that shit test, even though she's this high value chick, because she told me I was just out of her league, do you think I should invalidate or validate there? This is a little quiz here, right? She already feels invalidated by the fact that she thinks I'm out of her league. I just did some strong fucking power move that made her feel this huge surge of sexual tension and uh, attraction for me. So obviously I gotta validate her to balance it out. It's a constant balance, right? It's push then pull, right? Push, then pull. Validate or invalidate, then validate. Invalidate, then validate. You gotta balance it out. So literally for the rest of the time, it was like a slippery slope. It was super easy for me to get with that girl because she was already so attracted to me. All I had to do was validate her. Like, give her a hug. Oh my God, why do you feel insecure around me? Like, you don't have to feel insecure around me. It's cool, just be yourself, girl. Right? Obviously, those are attractive ways for me to validate her. You don't have to feel insecure around me. Just be yourself. It's fine. It's cool. Like, I'm a normal person. We're just having fun here, right? I validated the shit out of her so that way she could feel good about being around me. And from then on, it was very easy. Not only, not only did I end up getting with her that night, but then we went to lunch the next day. That's how good it was. You know what I'm saying? And then I left Vegas the next day after that and never saw her again. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, pattern interrupt, silence, barriers, barrier, silence, qualify, disqualify. Yes, sir. So let's get into the fourth one. And then um, if whoever's watching the Chiefs game, can you comment with what the score of the Chiefs game is currently? Because I'm a Chiefs fan. Um, so 
The fourth thing I wanna give you is something I got asked about to my Instagram DMs the other day, and it is open loops. What is an open loop? This is the fourth way, and I'll give you a few powerful examples of how to use them, but who here knows what an open loop is, and if you know what an open loop is, let me know by commenting. 30, 23, who's winning? Who's winning, Extreme Cream? Um, who wants to comment with what an open loop is? What is an open loop? Let me know, let me, let me, let me know, and then, and then I'll elaborate, and we'll get some examples on how to use them. It's an unanswered question. It, it, there is something interesting about you. Cause a girl to jump into a qualification, then do something else. There's something interesting about you. Yes, Hector, that was a good example. All right, so open loops are not a new concept. In fact, most people who have graduated high school, taken a normal um, literature class, they know what open loops are because an open loop is basically the same thing as a cliffhanger in literature, in writing, in, in, um, in you know, English, right? English class, right? So a cliffhanger, what is a cliffhanger? It's like where you get, you get all the way to the climax of the story and then what happens? The story stops. You gotta tune into the next episode to find out what happens next. Does the hero survive or not? Does he get the girl or not? Tune in next week, we'll see you later, right? It's a huge open loop, it's a cliffhanger. Now, how do you use this in your seduction and why is it so powerful? And before I answer this, I wanna kind of elaborate a little bit more on what I said about validate, invalidate, because it all relates. Everything we've talked about now relates to each other and I really want you guys to see the matrix. I want you to see how it all fits together. So remember when I talked about invalidate, validate, I wanna give you this example real quick. If you were watching a movie, what would happen if the movie was super happy and positive the entire time, right? Everything you wanted to happen, happened, right? The, there was, there was, you know, there was, it was just positive and happy the entire time. That would be the most boring movie known to man. Nobody would like it, nobody would see it again. You would go to the box, box office and ask for your money back. You'd be like, fuck this, this movie was boring as shit. Why? Because there was no conflict to the story. So if you've had boring conversations with women in the past, the reason why is because you did not invalidate enough. When you learn how to invalidate girls in conversation, it's the conflict to the story. It's what makes it interesting. It interrupts her pattern and stands out immediately, right? So taking that same analogy, metaphor, let's go to open loops. If you can also inject open loops into the story, it keeps people engaged, right? So the number one example that I can give you right now is one that I really relate to a lot that I use all the time when I go out and approach girls in social environments. It doesn't have to be a bar or a nightclub. It could be a Halloween party. It could be, you know, you're going out to some festival. Last night I was at a state fair, right? Any social environment um, that you're at, you can use open loops shamelessly in conversation, right? Especially if people are not gonna leave this general area. So a bar is a perfect example, right? So if you go and you're gonna approach every hot girl that you see, right? What you can do is you can literally like create your own social circle from scratch by talking to this girl over here, getting her interested in you to the point 
where she at least enjoys talking to you, enjoys your company, and then you leave an open loop and go to the next person and start talking to this next girl, right? You talk to this next girl over here, not only did this girl likely see you talking to this girl, so she has a little base level of um, attraction for you because there's pre-selection there, but also you left an open loop over here, so this girl is still looking at you, which spikes your pre-selection, but now, this girl, you're talking to her, and then you leave her on an open loop. You leave her on a cliffhanger. You get her super interested in talking to you, and then at a high note in the conversation, you go, hold that thought, and then you go to another girl in the environment and start talking to her. And then you go to you, uh, a friend of yours who's not a girl, but real quickly, if you're having interesting conversations with everybody, and then you hit a high note in conversation, the climax of the conversation, and then you leave that conversation, you go, hold that thought, I'll be right back, or hold on, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick, I'll be right back, or um, hold on, I'm gonna go find my friends real quick, I'll be right back. These are just different open loops that are natural for you to do. That's how you create like not only a social circle from scratch, but you get all these people who think you're the most popular guy in the room and they assume that you know everybody here when in reality, you could have came to the bar yourself that night and you just talked to one person and it just kinda Came, became this domino effect where every new person you talk to thought that the last person was one of your friends or something like that, right? So that's one example. Another example, let's, let's talk about how you apply this directly to conversation, directly to conversation. Um, Hector basically gave a really good example. So Hector was like, uh, he said, there's something interesting about you and then you say, hold that thought, and you leave, and you come back, right? So this one, I'm gonna give you more of a routine, like a step-by-step, -step, say this, say this, say this. Um, but literally, one off the top of my head is like, do you know what I like about you? And I, I listen, I do this to my girlfriend all the time, why? Because just because one thing works when you're approaching women in conversation, it works even more than that, it'll work if you're on your fifth date with a girl, like a lot of stuff we've been talking about will work at all points in the seductive process, no matter how well you know this girl, right? Obviously, I've been sleeping with my girlfriend for a very long time, but I still do this shit to her all the time. Why? Because it works to spike sexual tension and it keeps her attracted to you. And I promise you, like a lot of the guys who watch my videos, who vibe with my stuff, not every one of them is out approaching a lot of women. Some of them are dudes fresh out of long-term relationships and they just wanna know how to, get, how to get back into the dating scene. And so they can attest to the fact that a lot of times if a relationship doesn't work out, especially a long-term relationship, it's because at some point in time, you stopped attracting her, 100%, all right? You stopped attracting her. You stopped being the guy that she fell in love with. You gotta keep it fresh, as Sean said, right? Um, Tony Robbins always says this. He says, if you never want your relationship to end, treat her on the last day of your relationship like it's the first day and it'll ne there will never be a last day or something like that. I totally butchered the shit out of that, but that's basically the gist of it. Your relationship will never end with a girl if you treat her like it's the beginning of your relationship at all times, right? Meaning, you gotta constantly be attracting her. So what I'm about to give you is shit that I do with my girlfriend all the time because it keeps her attracted to me, right? So. All this stuff, right? If you wanna know how to get the girl and keep the girl, this book gives you all this shit to do, right? So this whole thing is all about attraction. That's why the subtitle is The Raw Secrets of Attracting Women Anytime, Anywhere. So here's, here's like the routine I wanna give you, man. Um, literally, randomly, out of nowhere, it doesn't even have to be in the middle of conversation, it could be to start the conversation. You know what I like about you? And then she, you pause, silent, right? Let, let the tension build up a little bit. She goes, what? Or she guesses. You go, absolutely nothing. 
And you say like that, and obviously it's a pattern interrupt because she thought you, you were gonna do one thing and then you did something else, interrupts her pattern, maybe she giggles a little bit, and then, you, and then from there you can literally do a bunch of different things. You can go, you know, I'm just kidding, right? And then you tell her something you like about her genuinely, like in the moment, as if like something in that moment realized, that made you realize that you actually like something about her, which is why you brought it up. And so you can make it a genuine compliment. Or you can be like, wait, hold that thought, I'll be right back, I gotta use the bathroom. And then you leave real quick, now she's sitting there stewing in the fact that not only did you bring up a question that she genuinely wants to know the answer to, and then you did the push-pull line, absolutely nothing, right? And it was a pattern interrupt, it invalidated her in a playful way to where it spiked her attraction, and now you're taking that mustard seed, right? The faith of a mustard seed, it kept growing. You go, hold that thought, I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick, I'll be right back, don't go anywhere, right? You go to the bathroom, you go talk to another girl, whatever you wanna do, leave for a second, what happens? Now she's sitting there in silence by herself and that tension that was a mustard seed is blossoming into this wonderful tree, right? Because she's stewing there, sitting there, stewing there in her own thoughts, thinking about all the different things that you, know, you could like about her. And then you come back and this is another routine. And I did not create this routine, I just modified it to my own needs, right? And I talk about it in this book, I think um, this old pickup artist company called Love Systems came up with this, but basically it was talking about like the three things I like about you. And literally it's what we did, like what we just said, did here. You say, I think there's two things, three things I like about you, right? And then she goes, what is it, right? So back to our example, um, you said, you know what I like about you? She pause, you say absolutely nothing. She goes, oh my God, oh my God. She hits you on the arm. You say, wait, hold that thought, I'll be right back. I actually do wanna tell you what I like about you, right? You let her stew in that, that tension, it's gonna blossom. And by the time you come back, she's really wanna, gonna wanna know what it is that you like about her. And then all you do is you literally say, you know what, I think there's three things I like about you. Like genuinely, I'm not joking anymore. And she goes, okay, what are they? You go, well, all right, so the first one, Yes, Hector, that's exactly, this is like the deadliest pickup line, right? Um, uh, so basically, you say, uh, you say one serious thing that you like about her, like give her a genuine compliment in that moment, and don't make it like something generic, like you have really pretty hair, or you know, I really like your, your fashion sense, or you smell good, like make it genuine, you know? If it is the fact that you like her hair, tell her why you like your hair, go one level deeper, right? Or what do you, I like your outfit, you're really fashionable tonight. Why is she fashionable? What about her outfit do you like? What unique thing about it compelled you to say this? So that's the first thing you tell her. Second thing you tell her, and once again, I did not create this, this is an old school pickup artist um, like routine, but it really works, why? Because it open loops and it's just an example to give you an example of how open loops work in seduction, right? And so, um, uh, second thing you tell her is something playful, right? So the other thing, for example, um, my girlfriend, if I was telling her this right now, when we go out to arcades, she always beats me in shooting games, always. And here's the thing, my girlfriend's tiny and she's super feminine and you would never expect her to be the girl who's really good at video games because she, she, plays, she plays dumb. She acts like she's the, the feminine girl, like, oh, is this a gun? How, like, how do I shoot it? Do I just push this button, right? She's that girl, right? But then she kicks your ass in the video game and it pisses me off every time. And I could, that, that could be the second reason I tell her why I like her. I just really like the fact that you're just like this super feminine girl who's like super unassuming when it comes to video games that we play, but you always kick my ass. And I hate it, 
but I love it. It's awesome, right? And so um, the first one, make it like a genuine compliment. The second one, make it a unique thing that's also kind of playful. And then the third thing, once again, you tell her, I really want to tell you what the third thing is, but I'm afraid if I told you, you might stop doing it. Bask in the silence. Just hold that eye contact. And she's going to go, what? No, tell me. And you go, no, I, I, like, I want to tell you, but I don't want you to stop doing it. So I can't tell you. I'm sorry. And here's the thing. You never tell her. Ever. Five years from now, she could be asking you, what's that third thing? Don't tell her. Anthony Bo, yes, Anthony Bo, you just got yourself a $100 course. All you gotta do, comment your email address on my last video, the Awkward Silence Destroyer sequence, and I will reach out to you and send you uh, access to that course. Thank you for the super chat, my man. I just screenshotted your name, so I know who you are. All right, um, and what just happened there? Anthony interrupted my pattern, I stopped my story, instantly my attention went somewhere else, and now I left you guys hanging on the story I was just talking about. So, uh, what I was saying was, uh, you never tell her. And even if there is no third thing, you're just doing it for the sake of creating an open loop, right? Open loops don't have to be genuinely real. They can just be used as a tool to spike sexual tension and get her obsessed with you. And here's the powerful part, here's the cool thing. When you know how to create open loops, and whether they're small or big, if you can stack a bunch of small ones throughout your entire relationship with this girl, and then use some big ones, sprinkle in the big ones here and there, you got all these open loops, and she will never be able to stop being attracted to you. Why? Because not only did you do all the other things that we talked about, but because there's so many open loops, People just, they, they always want to see things come to a completion. They want to see things come full circle, right? And because you will never come full circle with her, whether or not you guys are still in a relationship five years from now or not, she'll still be thinking back to your relationship with her because she wants clarity. She wants that finale. She wants closure and all those open loops make it impossible for her to get that. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or a good thing, it's just, it is what it is. You created open loops, it's good seduction, it's good game. And here's the cool part, man. My friend Rob Judge, Rob Judge always talks about this. If you want a girl to fall in love with you, you must get her to think about you when you're not around. And how do you do that? Open loops, all right? Open loops, sexual tension, that's how you get a girl to think about you when you're not around. Yes, there's other ways to do it, but those are the two big ones. And in fact, my book, um, there's like 245 pages and there's four sections in the book. The whole third section is literally called obsession, right? Obsession. So let me, let me show you the table of contents here. Yes, I created this book myself. I'm so happy my, with myself. So look, check it out. Here's the table of contents. You got 107 different ways to create attraction at any point in the conversation. First section, intrigue. I talk about the awkward silence destroyer sequence. I talk about barriers. I talk about invalidate, validate. Second section, lust. This is how you get her thinking sexual thoughts about you. How you transition the, sex, the conversation to sexual topics and get sexuality and man-to-woman intent injected into it. Third section, obsession. This is where we go ninja level on you and start talking about open loops and doing the different things that make her think about you when you're not around. And then, fourth section is where I brought in my friends like Rob Judge, like Marnie the Wing Girl, like 
Ryan McGinn, like Adam Galad, and I interviewed them and asked them to contribute to the book, and that's what they did, and that's the fourth section. And like I said, you'll get this book for free at howtogetthegirlnow.com if you just cover shipping and handling. It's literally a steal. Like literally I could be charging $100 for this book and I would gladly do it and not lose an ounce of sleep at night, but it's free, you know? So what are you gonna do? So um, I believe right now we have given away two $500 courses. That's $1,000 worth of informational programs on how to seduce women. Two guys have already won that. Two guys have super chatted and just won uh, a $100 course for $10, right? Like I said, if you super chat me $10 on this call, I will send you a $100 course for the $10 super chat just because I love seeing that. And we still got $500 worth of courses to give away. So let me think of a good question. And whoever answers this question is going to deserve that $500 course. They got to get it, man. So let me think about this. Let me make it good. All right. So Leland says, hell yeah, Marnie is the shit. Yes, Marnie is awesome. Your thoughts on John Sin? John Sin, I've never met him. I've never talked to him. I've heard of him because I'm good friends with Rob Judge. In fact, me and Rob Judge just ran a 5K last weekend together. Um, and Rob is really good friends with John Sin. And he talks, he, he tells some pretty crazy stories about John. But from what I hear, John Sin's the real deal. Um, put some sugar in the bur burger. <laughs> yep. Uh, and Hector, I, I actually do know what you're referring to, which is makes it even more funny. Um, Extreme cream. What if you don't know anything about her to tell her as a second thing? Well, that's the thing, man. Uh, you got to come like you got to I, I call it the gift of gab, which is basically being able to have a free flowing million dollar mouthpiece of a mouth, right? You're able to, to release the filter and just talk a lot, right? Without filtering yourself. And so if you have the gift of gab, which is something that you develop, this is where you can come up with something on the spot, right? I didn't plan out the thing I was gonna say on this conversation when I gave you the example, I just made it up in reference to something that I liked about my girlfriend, right? So if you're talking to a girl and go, I don't know, you just like literally just make it up. Like literally like, I just love your vibe. Like your vibe, you kind of seem like, you know, whatever you wanna say about her. You say, um, you seem like you are this really unassuming person who wants to, who, who really just doesn't care about standing out a lot, but you put a lot of fine details into like the small details of your outfit. Like, look at this, it look, I, I guarantee you consciously chose this piece of your outfit because you knew that you liked it. And I like that you pay attention to the small details. Literally just made it up off the top of my head, pulled it out of my ass, but that's the kind of stuff you can do. It's like a playful little compliment that's more, that's better than the first one you gave, which is still not like a generic compliment, but it's still like, you know, she can understand why you'd say that, right? So. That's, that's my answer, man. Uh, Hector, I'm rooting for you to win. I'm rooting for you to win too, Hector, man. Here's, here's, here's for the guys who were on this call, um, at the beginning of the call, um, the magnetic personality formula is a course that Hector invested in two years ago, three years ago, and never, uh, he invested to come to the live filming of it. And then he never showed up, which I was disappointed because I, I saw he was from Kansas and I wanted to meet him. He was from Kansas. So that's why I remember the name Hector Ayala when he comes up on the chats and stuff. So I'm rooting for you to win. Let me think of this last question, man. So. Oh, snap. I think I think I'm going to I'm going to do you guys dirty. And this is going to be a question that you can only answer if you have the book. What is secret number 12? 
from my book, 107 Proven Ways to Get the Girl. What is secret number 12? If you answer this correctly, you will win the $500 course and then we will close out the day. Um, what is secret number 12? First person to answer it will win the $500 course for free, which is wordsthatmakerwantyou.com slash go and you'll see. Chosen of Darkness 8, my man, he just did it. Chosen of Darkness 8, I'm gonna, I'm gonna screenshot that. All right, man, so Chosen of Darkness, man, you are the underdog because you almost won the first one and at first I thought you won it and then remember I saw someone else had commented before you so he won it instead and so you came back at the end. You're like, you're doing what LeBron James can't do and you finish in the fourth quarter. So uh, you just won the $500 course, congratulations. I, what you gotta do is you gotta comment with your email address on my last video and I will send you an email on how to access this $500 course. So for the rest of you guys out here, do not leave yet because I do have one really, really awesome, amazing announcement that I have for you. So here's the thing. If you have my book or if you do not have my book or if you've been following me for a while and you have yet to invest in a course of mine um, or if you just found me on YouTube and you love my advice, here's the cool part, man. I am releasing a new program to raw dating advice to the email list this week. And I don't wanna tell you what it is, but I will tell you that it is related to texting. And I know a lot of you guys out there really love uh, texting advice. You really, like the, the videos I release that have to do with texting or have something about texting in the title get a lot of views really fast. So I know that you guys really love texting advice. So I have a course coming out this week to raw dating advice. It's all about texting and if you want to get that just make sure that you're on the email list how do you get on the email list well you go to swaggersocial.com and you sign up on the email list you will enter your name and shit or you order my book which is free right which obviously if you have seven bucks laying around to pay for shipping and handling if you're in the u.s like fucking do it it's worth every single penny you've already seen a lot of the stuff on my youtube channel we talk about and i talk about it in greater detail here with more focus and clarity um that's how you get on the email list. And then if you wanna get that access to that course, there's two ways. Be on the email list, that way you'll get notified as soon as the course gets released. Or next Sunday, I wanna do another one of these live streams and Sunday will likely be the final day of the sale of this course. And on next week's live stream, I'll give you the URL to go to to get this course. It's gonna be, it's not gonna be an expensive one. It's gonna be low dollar for all the guys who have yet to invest in the course because I want to make it easy for you guys to invest in a texting course and get more value and get more results for your life. So if you enjoyed this call, uh, give me a thumbs up. I appreciate your guys' engagement. Uh, congrats to everybody who won uh, some courses. And uh, yeah, man, we I think this call, we gave away $1,700 of courses and two guys super chatted. So that is fucking dope. I will see you guys next Sunday. Peace out, my voice hurts. <laughs>